Welcome to the Circular Economy podcast by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And for businesses, measuring progress against targets is really vital. Think about the fact that they track their cost base, sales figures, more and more carbon emissions and things like water impact. But what about circular economy? More and more businesses are recognizing that their that circular economy can help their long-term growth and tackle global challenges like climate change and pollution. But to have a real impact, they need to know how they're performing today relative to others in their industry as well, so that they can really set a direction of travel and measure their progress over time. That was Nikki Cat, the Data and Metrics Program Lead at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation giving us an indication of why it is vital for businesses to measure their performance to gain an understanding of where they are and what they can do to reach their climate goals and ambitions. Across the globe, circular economy is gaining momentum, and so more and more companies are developing circular strategies. But what indicators are they basing these strategies on? We can't achieve a circular economy until we can measure it. So how can we measure circular economy performance? Welcome to the Circular Economy Show podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about Circulitics, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's circular economy measurement tool, helping businesses track their progress towards a more circular way of doing business. I'm Rob Humes, and I'll be your host for today's episode. I'm part of the team here at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, where we develop and promote the idea of a circular economy. We engage and inspire key actors in the system, and we mobilize system solutions at scale globally. I'm joined today by Eleanor Ansel, who is part of the data and metrics team working on the Circulitics tool. Eleanor will guide us through what Circulitics is and how businesses can use it to their advantage. We'll be drawing upon business examples from H&M, a global fashion retailer, HP, a multinational information technology company, and Brambles, a logistics company in pursuit of a fully regenerative supply chain. But more about them later, as now we are joined by Eleanor. So before we get started, just a reminder that this podcast is part of a recent conversation that took place on the Circular Economy show. If you'd like to watch the remainder of the live show, please find the link in the episode description. So to kick off, Eleanor, please could we have an overview of what Circulatics actually is? Sure. So Circulatics is a comprehensive, independent assessment of company level circular economy performance. What we mean by that is that it measures both enablers and outcomes of the circular economy. So enablers are qualitative indicators looking at how companies are setting themselves up through strategic planning or investment in innovation, for example, how they're setting themselves up to transition to circular ways of doing business. So enablers look at strategy, innovation, people and skills, operations, as well as external engagement. And then you also have the outcomes. And these are quantitative indicators looking at materials, services, products, water, energy, assets and finance. Um, And so those outcomes are looking at how circular the company is today. And they... um, those two different categories together uh, combined to give this, as we said, really comprehensive assessment of how circular the company is. So it really goes so, so much further and beyond just the materials and the products to look at 
many areas across a whole company's operations. Yeah, it does. It does. Thank you very much for that overview, Eleanor. Now we're going to turn our focus to why companies are using it. First of all, let's hear from Cecilia Branston, the Environmental Sustainability Manager at H&M Group, a global fashion retailer with operations in over 70 countries. Cecilia will tell us why measurement is key in integrating circular economy into their business strategy. Circular economy is really key to our business strategy and our direction. It will be crucial uh, for our growth going forward. And, and I would also say that our circular economy agenda is really also a way for us to both engage with, inspire and meet our customers. Uh, and also really adding on to what you just said on circular economy will be one of the most important tools that we have to actually reach our climate goals, for example, our biodiversity agenda. Uh, so circular economy is key. Uh, and at the H&M Group, we have a vision to become fully circular and we have a long-term target to become climate positive in our full value chain by 2040. And of course, to be able to reach those visions and goals uh, on a more broader level, we need to measure progress and how we're getting there. Um, so measurement is key. Uh, what gets measured gets done right. And it's not just fashion retailers that have benefited from the tool. Marianne Rochot, the Senior Manager for the Zero Waste World Programme for Europe at Brambles, a logistics operator using a share and reuse model to transport goods around the world, details why measurement is key for them. Our current agenda, which is quite significant, is first the commitment that we've made to climate ambition, 1.5 science based targets, uh, and a bit like uh, like my colleagues here, to gear towards a, nat- a nature-positive business uh, and pioneer regenerative, regenerative supply chains by 2025. So that, that's quite an overwhelming and ambitious goal that we had. And, and, and circular economy is at the heart of this agenda and is actually the key enabler to reach both of the climate ambition commitment as well as our key targets for 2025. Uh, what are those targets? It's growing two trees for everyone we purchase. Is obviously carbon neutral operations, upcycle material uh, up to 30% for every new plastic product or packaging we, we put out, zero waste extended to non-product materials and, and optimize the water across the, the entire Brambles locations network. So as, as you can see, it's, it's, it's a key enabler. It's really at the heart of everything we, we're going to have to be doing by 2025. And Cyclitics as a tool is core because there's there's a lot of measuring systems that's uh, in place that we all do as listed companies such as GRI, PRI, many assessments and rankings. Uh, but measuring holistically all the dimensions of circular economy, understanding, as Nikki was saying earlier, uh, the what and the how. So what we do now and how we equip for the future uh, with enablers outcomes in grouped in a bunch of themes when you think about it, is, is the unique privilege that is granted by the circuitics assessment. So, measuring holistically on all dimensions of the circular economy can give businesses the confidence to push for their climate targets and ambitions. Is that right, Ellen? Yeah, so completing circuitics is definitely helpful for companies to see how all their different commitments and ambitions are linked, or as we like to say, to join the dots. Using this overall circular economy framework, 
might help companies to deliver on emissions reduction targets, as well as waste and water management. It can help drive innovation or spark collaborations that are underpinned all by this common framework. Having that breakdown of scores by all the different themes that we ran through earlier can be really helpful to help consolidate all those different efforts and and help companies see kind of that all these different aspects of their strategy are in fact linked together. So yes, scoring well in a theme might really help boost confidence, especially for that specific team. But it can, as well as helping to boost confidence, Circulatics is often also a challenge for companies. You you have to be doing a lot to score well. Um, and of course, we want to set that bar really high. It's exciting to see that companies might be scoring well in enablers, but maybe didn't do as well in outcomes. And yet that is uh, kind of the spark that they need to then go back and raise their ambitions and set new targets and maybe drive faster, faster change. Great. You're saying that this common framework can bring all the operations into one. One of the main barriers to circle is silos. Is that correct? And, and this, this tool has the potential to eradicate that barrier. Um, eradicate being a strong word, but definitely encourage. And you are you are getting this score that covers yeah your entire company circular economy performance. And contributing to that score is going to have to be the efforts of teams across the company for sure. And it also unites sort of internal efforts, looking at your own employees, how you engage your own employees with external efforts, sort of client-facing um, work, and collaboration with policymakers or your own customers. So it it definitely brings together all those different aspects. Brilliant. So confidence boosts, encouragement, not eradication of silo breakdown and strategy refinement. But what other benefits are they finding? This is what Ellen Jakowski, Chief Sustainability and Social Impact Officer from HP, a multinational information technology company, had to say when asked about why they're using Circulitics. Well, you know, as I mentioned, HP set goals around circularity. Um, Typically, they're anchored in the year 2025, so we're certainly not there yet. Um, So it would have been surprising if we scored a perfect score, right? Uh, We know we are on the journey. So um, in that sense, it really did help us understand where we're at on the path towards a fully circular and regenerative economy. Um, Circulitics was definitely comprehensive for us to take a you know, look across, again, our value chain and all the different rings of circularity that we're investing in. So starting at our outer rings of using more recycled content, it helped us gain more insights as to where we need to accelerate our progress there. And then moving towards those inner rings around reuse, um, it also helped us validate our strategy to continue to shift from more of a transactional model to a services-based model where we're focusing more on reuse. Um, so the self-assessment uh, you know, helped us also understand, I think similar to uh, the others who've mentioned, uh, you know, where our internal processes are strong and where they're weak in terms of being able to measure um, where we're at and the systems we need to put in place to automate uh, more of the data gathering. So as we go forward, we can get a better measurement because the data in the picture we have of the circularity that's happening across the company is more specific and more precise. Um, it is you know, really important to us that we know what's working and what's not working and where there are opportunities for us to do better and to continue to scale. So that was HP saying they are seeking opportunities to do better while continuing to scale. How about H&M and the fashion industry? What are they using Circulitics for? Cecilia, 
is going to let us know. Circulitics and, and circular economy targets in particular is a really good way for us to see, uh, to prioritize what's important, to see and identify uh, how are we doing, uh, what kind of gaps do we see, and I think this assessment has been really good in that sense. Uh, where do we need to speed up and accelerate? And data gathering is absolutely one of those areas, but also, of course, more uh, topic-specific areas as well, where we it could actually inform our future target setting and, and strategy making as well. So it's been very useful, but uh, really much a learning journey so far. So there you have it. H&M taking a similar motive as HP to inform future decision making. It's evident that the ability to measure their circularity is helping companies to spot opportunities and also to speed up their transition to become part of the solution to global challenges. So, Eleanor, what are some of the opportunities that you have identified from putting together all these scorecards for the many companies that have signed up? Um, So, the opportunities are very tailored to the different companies. Um, Even the indicators that the companies see will depend on their, their use of materials, the industry they're in. So, yeah, what the companies get out of this process is going to be very specific to that company. You might have large corporates that are just beginning to pivot to more circular ways of doing business. And for them, completing circulitics is often in itself a really valuable learning process. It can help to signpost them to consider different parts of the system that they might not have thought of before. So even yeah, completing the assessment can contribute to a more comprehensive, ambitious strategy. Other companies might have a strategy in place, but it's more a case of mobilising and getting the buy-in required to implement that strategy and to really make their targets a reality. This is where the analyst commentary might be especially valuable. Um, So in each scorecard, we take a deep dive into the data submitted and we suggest key action points to help the company improve in the future. So you asked what opportunities we often see. Some common action points might be for companies to look at their regenerative sourcing and draw up agreements with their suppliers to look at how they can start up regenerative sourcing programs. Uh, We might also look at how companies could increase the proportion of material inflows that are coming from non-virgin sources. For other companies, we might suggest focusing on tighter reuse and remanufacturing loops um, or to collect better data and to be able to do that by updating their own data collection systems uh, so that they can really understand and manage their own materials or company assets better. We might also suggest developing more resources to support employees in engaging clients directly on circular economy topics. So those are just some examples of things that might be detailed on the scorecard. But as I said, it's really going to be very tailored to the company that we are talking to. Mm. Okay. And then once you give those examples to a business, is that then now completely in their in their in their court to right. put those into practice? Mm-hmm. Or can they still come back to you and the team and say, Hey, we've we've seen this, we think it's perfect for our strategy. Can we have some advice on a roadmap? So we of course at the foundation in general have lots of resources on the circular economy. Um, it is our, our thing. And companies can have access to any of that that is uh, publicly available. And then, 
of course, our network companies as well have access uh, to more resources and maybe specific programs like the systemic initiatives that they could get involved in. Um, so there is that the wider offering of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, but specifically our team, we we develop resources kind of based on the themes that we talked about, um, but we're not going to kind of go in and then act as consultants um, just because of capacity constraints. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so it basically is saying that the more a company puts in, the more it's going to get out. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Thanks for that, Eleanor. Now we're going to cut back to Marianne from Brambles. And she's going to talk to us about what they have found as a result of taking their circulatory assessment. So the first thing I would say, first and foremost, what, what Circulatics has been confirming is what we were hoping in silence uh, is that we do operate a circular business model. So that was bringing a name onto this pooling, share and reuse model that we were operating. Uh, more strategically, Circulatics, as uh, similar to, to H&M and Cecilia, what Cecilia was saying is uh, what it has brought to us is a prioritization approach is we took the assessment three times. We're also beta testers, part, part of the sounding board. And, and by doing that, we've actually obtained three times a refreshed 360 degree picture across all of activities. And this has allowed us to better judge areas where we needed to dedicate time, people and energy first. And then for the rest, we could just continue as we were. Um, it has also enabled us to, con to consciously, I would say, capitalize on the strengths that we've been identifying. Uh, one of them is um, the robustness of our uh, reporting system and the strength of our circular design on products and services that is nearly to 100% recirculation rate. So I would say once we've said that, Circulitics has also been an incubator of our 2025 strategy before we've launched it. Uh, we've been able to test our plans, fine tune certain of our tactics, uh, especially on materials and namely wood with reforestation and upcycling and energy with renewable energy, including uh, scope three. Uh, and finally, from, from an inside perspective, uh, the new version of Circulitics that we took recently uh, has uncovered two opportunities where we could contribute uh, and, do, and do more. Uh, one is water. Not to say that we didn't have a strategy on water, but our materiality study had not highlighted the inherent opportunities we had to bring to get more impact. And, and clearly when we know uh, how important water is with biodiversity, once we would have tackled greenhouse gas emissions, it's really, you know, every effort will count on this land. Uh, and the last opportunity that it highlighted has been property, plant and equipment assets. Uh, whereas we had a reporting base that is already robust and comprehensive, we could actually go beyond by linking this to our procurement uh, tracking and, and measure inherently its circularity. So uh, th those are interesting challenges to come. Okay, so as Marianne has mentioned, Circulitics helps companies capitalize on opportunities through identifying gaps in their current strategies. Once these gaps are identified, how does using Circulitics actually help companies realize their sort of longer term ambitions? So Circuitics helps give an indication of the success of current initiatives and validate that work. But it also pushes companies to make use of uh, the enabling conditions that might already be in place in order to deliver on their strategy. 
until they they can do that, they're not going to score so highly in outcomes. So circulatics can really help give that comprehensive overall indication of how a company is doing in circular economy. There's no use in having a really amazing circular economy innovation hub, for example, if your major product lines remain unchanged or if you're not communicating your strategy and these changes to your employees. So it really motivates the scaling up of circular economy initiatives throughout the whole company and across all of their operations. Completing Circulatics can also help companies identify their blind spots. So often scaling circular economy innovations that are currently being piloted might not even be enough for the company to be fully circular. The methodology behind Circulatics is grounded in circular economy theory and covers all aspects of what makes a company circular. So that can really help to identify those blind spots of what a company might not have considered that they need to do. Um, So maybe a company is launching a product as a service offering, but they might not have considered where the materials in those products come from and whether they could source them from non-virgin sources or from regenerative sources. Uh, So completing the survey is really helpful for identifying the gaps, as well as for encouraging and and pushing forward the work that's already being done and helping companies to get the mandate to scale up those existing efforts. And you mentioned blind spots a little earlier on, and this comes back somewhat to what Marianne was mentioning with having found two current updates in the current version of Circulatics that is being used. And they came across these that where, where they need to do more work in those two areas. Is the aim for Circulatics to continue to be more and more updated with new areas where there might be gaps in businesses, companies' strategies as the tool evolves on? So we did update the tool to include a water theme, which is new, as well as more detailed indicators throughout. However, Circulatics is going to remain largely the same. We really want this to be comparable year on year, and we really encourage companies to take the assessment every year to see how their progress is being tracked towards their targets. However, having said that, we are, of course, going to develop the tool to improve its usability. We want to ensure that this is an easy process as much as it can be. And we're also going to look into linking the results that companies get with the sustainable development goals. So this isn't going to change anything in terms of data input for companies, but we're going to take the results of Circulatics and see how what companies are already doing can link up to those sustainable development goals and see how companies are contributing. So these scorecards are very key in the process. Yeah, so what the input is for Circulatics is, of course, the company's data, and that's data that they already have or they might need to find. But the the key thing is that the the output is making that data and turning it into insights and and showing it to the companies in this form that's going to be really helpful for for their decision-making. Yes, yeah. And and on that form, you have, so you're saying, history chart, Right. So there's there's lots of different features on the scorecard, um, one of them being the history chart. So you, as a company, will be able to track your score year on year. 
Um, there's also a benchmarking feature. So you'll be able to compare your company's score in the different themes to others in your industry. Um, and then we also have the theme level scores. So the themes um, within enablers and outcomes that we mentioned, uh, you'll get a score for each theme as well as the overall score. So you have that one kind of, you know, hopefully the A that it's really uh, easy to communicate if you want to communicate your score externally. Um, and then you also have the analyst commentary, which is that deep dive into the data submitted. Um but that is actually provided for network members and companies that have a revenue of over a billion US dollars. Okay, yeah. So lots, lots on the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, some serious stuff on there. And it's all, it's, what if, I mean, there's got to be some uh, slightly confidential data in there. Right, so we don't disclose any data that is uh, used within the submission. Um, all that's on the scorecard is going to be sort of these letter scores that go from A to E. Um, so yeah, and and companies actually even that scorecard itself, uh, they don't have to disclose that. They can do that at their own um, their own accord if they'd like to. So like some companies really want to communicate their success externally. Um, so some companies do communicate their score. Others they might they might um, be initially just using this for internal processes and then looking to to communicate that later on in their journey. Yeah. They know what to work on and mm -hmm. they'll share when they can. So thank you very much for that in-depth overview there of the scorecard, Eleanor. Now we're going to hop back to HP with Ellen and hear about how they are using their scorecard to push their strategies forward. Well, so the fact that the score is simple, right? You get a grade like when you were in school and that grade communicates you know, to you. You have an emotional reaction when you see it. Is that score good? Are you happy with it? Or is it not that great? And you need to find more energy and momentum to improve. Um, so one of the things that we're doing is actually taking our score internally around to all the various teams who are responsible for helping us accelerate our progress towards a circular economy. So sharing that information internally, uh, bringing more awareness to where we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve, and then leveraging that momentum to accelerate. A huge benefit of being able to measure circularity is that companies can understand areas to improve, helping them to navigate the uncertainty of new circular economy business models and regenerative supply chains. So Circulatics pushes companies to keep improving and thinking about the future is what we're saying. So now let's hear from Cecilia at H&M about what their future is looking like in terms of pushing for that circular economy transition. What Circulitics did was actually confirming <laughs> that our current agenda on, of course, having a strong strategy and goals and targets, uh, but we also have to accelerate and move from strategy to action uh, to go from pilot to scale. Uh, I think um, it's become clear in this tool that it's not only... It, it's really looking at, at this as a circularity performance index where we can actually compare each other with others as well, both within our industry and beyond, I think is very helpful to steer our agenda going forward. So, and as I said, I would say um, 
the data and, and tech support or the tech enablers that we actually need to speed up. That was something that was a focus before, but this has made it even more evident. Uh, and I think the tool is, has really showed where we need to accelerate more. I think circular design, scaling up circular business model and circular design is the key focus, but the, the tool is also showing uh, that we need to speed up there. So, so I think it, it's confirming a lot of our current agenda and, and our goals and actions. But as you said, Ellen, as well, we're, we're not fully circular yet. Definitely not. This is a journey for us. But I think this tool is a really good way of measuring our performance and measuring our progress and looking into how we should prioritize and, and what kind of gaps we need to fill and how we should speed up. Uh, so I think it's very useful and helpful in that sense. So Cecilia put it very nicely there that at H&M, they are all on a journey to a circular economy. They may not have got there yet, but at least they're able to pinpoint where they are now as a result of completing Circulitics. Once a company can measure what the circular economy means for them, then they can hope to achieve it. Thank you, Eleanor. That's all for this podcast. If this has caught your interest and you'd like to find out more, you can visit the Ellen MacArthur Foundation website. You can also find the Circulitics page linked in this podcast episode description. We have plenty more content in video and audio, so please subscribe to our podcast. And of course, like, rate and share all the content if you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation Circular Economy Podcast. Don't forget to share, rate and subscribe.